Investor intelligence provides general information only. You should consider seeking independent advice to see how this information relates to your unique circumstances. Please refer to the terms and conditions available at investorintelligence.com.au for more. Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of Investor Intelligence, brought to you by the team at The Property Mentors. It's your weekly podcast for all things investment. My name is Phoebe Sikowski-Wallace and I am joined today by Fab Segi. Fab is the Managing Director of Building Facilities, which is a boutique Melbourne-based facilities management team with a core focus on improving buildings return on investment. Fab, thank you for coming in. Thank you. So is my research correct in saying that you've been in, working in this space for 15 plus years? Yes. Okay, so safe to, safe to say you know what you're talking about then? Yes, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so for today's episode then, we wanted to help people kind of understand the role of facilities managers and how facilities managers can work with people like your owner's corp and your property manager in managing developments such as apartment buildings. In particular, we wanted to look at, as an investor, why having a facilities manager can benefit your investment in these types of complexes. So can you start off by telling me what a facility manager does um, and how it kind of differs from owner's corp or a property manager? Because I know they can get conflated. So a facilities manager typically has a much better understanding of the different Australian standards. And again, you've got an Australian standard, Mm -hmm. which is a rock bottom bare minimum as to what a building needs to be maintained to, Mm -hmm. yet there's also the best practice with that Australian standard. Mm -hmm. Um, And just understanding what the client wants, what their long-term goal is for the asset, Mm -hmm. and where they're going to fit in between the rock-bottom bare minimum Australian standard versus best practice that's going to go and service the client the best for the long term. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you kind of provide a complete suite of um, maintenance solutions as well yes. from general repairs to kind of building compliances? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you basically make everyone's life a little bit easier in that space. A lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> so then as an owner or a resident of the complexes that are managed, what are the tangible benefits of that you would see kind of having a facilities manager? that the contractors are actually doing their job and mm-hmm. not just ticking a sheet that it has been done mm-hmm. and submitting that for payment yeah. after they've done nothing. Right. Which um, in more recent times, I'm seeing more and more of. Okay. Um, there are a lot of trades that are doing this, though not all trades mm-hmm. are doing this. Mm-hmm. Again, coming back and saying it's making sure it's been maintained properly. Let's say you've just gone and bought a Mustang. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and you'll take it into Ford to go and get get the oil changed, and you'll, the oil will be changed, and you'll you'll be able to keep driving with it. Yet you go and take it off to backyard mechanic down the street mm-hmm. that is going to he'll go and charge you less than what Ford would 
to go and maintain the vehicle. But has the backyard mechanic gone and um, changed oil? Has he gone and checked the brakes? Has he gone and checked, plugged in a computer and checked checked the diagnostics mm-hmm. on the vehicle? Has it all been done properly? So a facilities manager would be like taking your building to your Ford dealer mm. or to your dealership to go and get the get the vehicle maintained properly or the building maintained properly. Yeah, that's a pretty good analogy, actually. So you guys are a little bit more uh, on-site and owner's corp are probably a little bit more in the background. That's correct. Yeah, okay. So that's kind of the, the main difference there. So, all right, well, so it obviously sounds like having a facilities manager as well as an owner's corp together can create very different experiences for not only the people living in the building but the owners of the properties too because obviously the building is then more maintained which is important for the value of their asset agreed yeah yeah so then what are what are some of your it sounds like you've got some so what's some what are some of your most memorable experiences then in your role like have there been really any standout positive moments or have there you know on the other end have there been any kind of horror stories that you've heard about there was in one building that I've had there was a water leak there were one it was suspected to be a burst water main where mm-hmm. the fire brigade at 1 a.m in the morning attended mm-hmm. site and they jumped on the phone to me saying hey look yeah buildings the fire brigades attended the building was flooding the basement was flooding mm-hmm. um we had the fire contractor had come out had a look at the building and said hang on a minute that's not a burst water main that's the sprinkler pump makeup tank that's overflowing mm-hmm. so if you can imagine a 200 mil pipe with a mammoth amount of water gushing out mm. into this into this um, water tank and it's overflowing and flooding the basement, a lot, very large basement. Mm. The contractor got in there just in time to go and shut it off, whereas later on I was able to go and rectify the building to such a point that I was able to go and open the building mm. in under 40 hours. Oh, wow. Was that, that's kind of unheard of in, in that? It's in unheard. This, like yeah. there was another building down the street that had something similar happen and that was out of action for six months. Wow. So like the relationship that I've got with my contractors, mm. they were very quick to respond. Mm. Um, I attended site as well, as well as my staff. Um, we, we put our heads together. I even got the electrician out there to go and make, make sure that the place is safe mm. for the contractors to go and work out what, what and how things have happened downstairs in the, in the, in the basement. Um, and we managed to go and get all the water pumped out, um, checked out all the equipment. There was some rectification works. Because the equipment wasn't sitting underwater for too long, mm. it was able to be rectified. Oh, good. Whereas yeah. having, ha- had it have been underwater for too long, it would have been pull it out, put something new in, mm. which would have taken a hell of a lot longer. So would you say one of your roles then is to maintain a really good relationship with particular contractors that you know and trust? 100%. Yeah, okay, instead of just... Googling the the closest one or no. yeah yeah no and then that's how that's one of the reasons the the building gets more looked after because you've you've got a, you've built a rapport with these people you know their work you know that they're reliable and they're very very happy to go and work with me because mm. I'm very very transparent mm. and they know exactly where they stand with me and where my expectations are have you have you got any sort of standout positive experiences that you've had in your role that was one that was one so it was a- <laughs> Well, I, I just loved how all the contractors came together and we all worked for 20 plus hours mm. nonstop mm. to um, go and get the building back open because I said I wanted it open in 24 hours. They, right. it, took, it took 40, but... Um, yeah, so it started off as a negative, but you turned it into a positive. Oh, absolutely. Yes, gotcha. Like in, in hindsight, it was it was just a beautiful experience. Okay, amazing. With all the contractors and I can't thank them all enough. Do you have a question about investing that you'd like answered? 
Each month, we take questions from our listeners and put them to our resident expert, Luke Harris. With more than two decades of residential and commercial investment experience under his belt, Luke has seen the best and the worst of the property market. Have a burning question you want answered on an upcoming episode? Visit investorintelligence.com.au forward slash questions and ask us today. So Fab, we ask all of our guests this, um, what would be your key piece of advice for either someone who would want to get into the business that you're in or even just kind of a key piece of advice for investors in this space? Scratch the surface a little bit more. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? I suppose I can use a more recent example. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a contractor that had come to, oh, actually, sorry, an engineer that was engaged to go and have a look at a um, have a look at a re- residential building that had a number of water leaks in it. Um, the building's a number of years old. Um, the engineer came back with a very high six figure repair bill mm. for the water leaks, and again came back with one one price for that amount. I got asked to come on in to go and tender to get a few other prices. And I saw straight through what was written. It all didn't make sense. Mm. Scratched the surface a little bit more and found that it was not, it was meant to be a very in-depth report. And on one of the pages it had written that the whole report was nothing more than a visual inspection. And there was no proof that any of this even needed to be remedied. Right. So was a lot of this stuff are quite easy for most people to, to overlook. But someone like yourself with your experience is why you can see through these things. Well, a lot, again, if you go and engage an engineer, mm-hmm. you'd expect an engineer to go and give you high-level stuff because mm-hmm. you're paying a very handsome figure. Mm. Got an engineer that's gone that you ex- expect the best from an engineer mm. and it's, it's not always delivered. Yeah. And there's okay. been a number of times across a number of different buildings where an engineer's come in with a solution mm. that's a complete overkill and completely miss the point of what they were meant to be there for. Right. In the first place, mm-hmm. I'd highly encourage they engage a property professional, mm-hmm. um, such as a property mentors mm-hmm. um, or even building facilities mm-hmm. to go and scratch the surface a little bit further, go and see how they operate, go and have a look around a building. Actually, is is an ex- excellent example. Mm-hmm. I went for a walk with a um, buyer's advocate um, to go and have a look at a 1960s build apartment building next to the botanical gardens there mm-hmm. so location's amazing mm-hmm. um and the both of us are looking at it's like right you've had your water meters upgraded you've had a number of different you've had all your timber windows that would have originally been installed with the timber windows have all had metal frame windows installed mm-hmm. throughout the whole property there's new carpet throughout the stairwell they and it looked like a very active owner's corp right okay um versus another building that's none of that's been changed and there's a little bit there's very, very green grass in around the um, front water meter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is suggesting that it's leaking. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, actually, now that I think of that. Yeah. So someone like a property manager would be someone you could could be your first contact of what their opinion is of, of a building that's either looked after. An experienced, after. An experienced. Pro- property manager. Of, yeah, that's a good point. Somebody that's been around the block a few times mm. to – work alongside of a facilities manager or somebody else, somebody or even somebody that goes and does property inspections mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but making sure you've got the right person because I've also heard stories where you've had um, building inspections where people will they'll have a look on the insides like oh yeah okay cool everything's fine mm. um, well again another tick sheet tick 
Mm. The building's fine. Um, has it got termites? No tick. But they haven't even crawled in underneath the building to go and have a look at the foundations. Right. Okay. Yeah, you go and have a chat to another um, building inspector and they'll go and uh, they'll pull on the overalls, they'll crawl in underneath and it's like, right, all the all the um, floors rotten out, all the wood's rotting out underneath the shower. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a huge leak underneath the shower basin. Um, you've got a heap of termite damage here. Um, it looks like you've got active termites um, mm-hmm. cross. Yeah. It, this, this is no good. Yeah, you need okay. to go fix it. Yeah. Or, so- and or... I wouldn't touch this with a 10-foot pole. Right. So you've got to find um, the ones that are they're not afraid to get their, their hands dirty. Agreed. Mm, yeah. Agreed. Oh, actually, in another one that I love, anything built in the last 25 years, mm. have a look underneath the balconies. And I'm sure you've been to a, you've been walking through caves and stuff and seen the stalagmites coming down. Yeah. Have a look underneath the balcony. Oh, God. I don't want to and now. See, <laughs> and see if you've got any um, stalagmites built, coming down or if there's any um, white fluff. Mm-hmm. That's indicating there's a huge water leak, and that's the beginning of concrete cancer. Please Google what concrete cancer looks like. Mm. Um, concrete cancer is what brought down my, the Miami Towers. Oh, wow. Okay. From the swimming pool on the roof, was leaking all the way through the building into the foundations in the car park. Wow. And it had been leaking for a number of years, and concrete cancer has gone and destroyed the foundations, and down the building came. Mm. And how much did that go and cost? Mm. I bet a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So at the end of the day, your key piece of advice is scratch the surface. Scratch the surface. Okay. Yeah. You can go. You can paint, or you can paint a mural on an outdoor toilet, but it is still at the end of the day an outdoor toilet. <laughs> <clears throat> Fascinating. I well, I, I suppose, like, yes, you can go and spend the money on having a facilities manager on site, but long term, are you saving money having a facilities manager on site? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Because maintenance is getting done right, you yep. are actually coming back to the Mustang. You've changed oil. The Mustang is going to last a lot longer having had change of oil versus not changing the oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that goes for a lot of things, um, you know, making sure you've got the right team around you so that, you know, in the long run, you're not spending more making up for the mistakes that you made. Absolutely. Yeah, no, 100%. I get that. Absolutely. Well, Fab, thank you so much for your time today. I know that's a really, I know it's quite a niche topic to talk about, but I think it's a really important one because I think it's one that kind of maybe flies under the radar. Oh, absolutely. Until people are, you know, in the world of investing, until they start buying. So I think it's really important to differentiate between what the, what the different roles are in this space. So Agreed. thank you for your time. Thank you. If you found this episode or any of our episodes helpful, please make sure to share and leave a rating to help us reach more people on their investing journeys. And of course, subscribe to be notified when new episodes drop. Make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Investor Intelligence Podcast. You can find links to our other socials in the show notes, including a link to the Property Mentors weekly blog. If you're ready to get your property portfolio in shape for financial freedom, check out Luke's latest book, Property Fit. You can get yourself a copy at www.propertyfitbook.com.au.